What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, Soul and Body Coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> oh my goodness, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, fantastically phenomenal world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am a soul and body coach, and that is evolving, well, at least <laughs> the moniker is evolving, into a intuitive living coach, as uh, what I'm finding that I actually do is I teach and facilitate and mentor people who are ready to play with this, how to savvy their intuition and allow it to be their superpower. Yeah, because that's just sort of fun for me, and that's my wheelhouse, so... <laughs> And if you are uh, feeling like, you know, you have this weird energy stuff going on, you might just be one of the peeps that could come play with us here on Aligning Divine. Um, you might be one of the peeps that comes to play in my community. So uh, if you want to play any further, if you want to look and learn any more about me, in case you have never heard of who the heck I am, you can find my website link here on this podcast information. Just scroll down and click or tap after we finish the conversation, of course. Um, <laughs> and I am doing a happy dance. Oh, my goodness. As we have this really cool thing called the chat room. And it's a virtual room where you can actually come and play during the live shows. And I have my amazing sister goddess and sister host and sister producer, because I'm also a producer here on the Inspired Choices Network, uh, Jen, who just recently began her life, her host uh, adventures here. She is live on Wednesday mornings. She kicks us off at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And I see that beautiful Sue has, has checked into the chat room here. So how does it get even awesomer? And if you want to come and play, all you got to do is land somewhere, somehow, on the Inspired Choices Network website. Look for the word chat room in the blue bar near the top of any page. And click on it. Give yourself a name. Come on in and play with us during the live shows. And our live show days are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, just so you know. This show, Aligning Divine, airs on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. live, and uh, you can come play with us during the live shows, and then the cool thing is, we they become podcasts, <laughs> and they live in infinity in podcast land, and in our case, our podcasts live on over 100 podcast networks, so the odds are really, really astoundingly good that you can go to your favorite podcast location and find the Inspired Choices Network lineup on that podcast location. And so you can take us with you anywhere you go in whatever platform you want to play with us in. How does it get any easier than that? I mean, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you have only just landed here for the first time, thank you for stopping by. And a little bit about Aligning Divine. This show is really a celebration of all that fun, woo stuff we do. And in particular, it's about getting to that joy and having that joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. So really, we are bringing all that woo stuff into our everyday life and really finding the way that we can allow it to work for us, the way that we can use it to our advantage. So all these conversations that we're having here on Aligning Divine, 
and to be honest, a lot of the conversations here on the Inspired Choices Network in general, <laughs> we are playing with finding what works for us and at the same time exploring the possibilities. So if you ever want to uh, dive in, th these are conversations for you to do that. These conversations are not about telling you what you're supposed to do. They're really about inviting you to explore what else you could be playing with and how else you could be playing and um, and to get you to kind of maybe <clears throat> reframe how you're looking at some things, possibly even how you're looking at yourself. Uh, because we do know that when you change the way you look at something, <laughs> it changes. <laughs> so, um, And as I love to say, it's all about shifting your perspective and shattering your limitations. It doesn't have to be a complicated, drawn-out, therapeutic process, although it can be. We can choose that because, you know, choice is the thing. However, we can actually go much faster, much further, and much more amazingly than what we typically think we can is what I find as I've been playing with my own life and working with my clients, students, and my good friends who, who I get to play with, who I have the pleasure of playing with, many of which are here on this network. So, ah, and what are we playing with today? Well, it's this interesting uh, little question. <laughs> that I'm going to put to you. Is linear time your frenemy? <laughs> Have you made frenemies with linear time? <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. It just does. Um, so do you feel like you just have to make yourself do the linear time thing? Yeah, I know nobody's raising their hand for that one. I'm just me. Um, but there are the to-do lists. <laughs> there are the agendas. There are the itineraries. There are dockets. Any way you size it up, whatever word you want to use, there always seems to be more on those lists, those dockets, those agendas, than there is time to get those things done. So perhaps today we can play with... Um, letting linear time be our frenemy. And uh, we can't really live with it or without it. I mean, you know, if we're going to come here to play. Uh, or can we? Maybe that's the first question we can jump into. But perhaps there is something else we can do with linear time. And that is, as I said, what we're exploring this week. Uh, again, this is one of those topics that we're not going to like have the entire conversation in our 55 minutes together. So <laughs> as I said, these conversations really are starting points. They are invitations for us to kind of dive in and really notice what we notice and see what shows up. And uh, <laughs> ironically, one of the things I find oftentimes, even for myself, is that we don't give ourselves, we don't allow ourselves the space or the time to explore what something is for us or how could it be for us or do we really like it to begin with? We get in the habit of just adopting and adapting, right? And most of what we're adopting and adapting are the points of views and the habits and the behaviors of the, the tribes that we grew up in. And so <laughs> if we're not allowing ourselves the space and the time, and, and I'm going to use those words um, a lot today, then what what do we when do we get to notice you know what is it what does it take uh to get our attention to the possibility that hey there could be a different way to do this and in many cases what that sets up or sets in motion is it's going to take something kind of uh extreme or something kind of intense 
to get our attention because it's got to shake us out of those habits, those behaviors, and those point of view, points of view. Isn't that interesting? It's just the universe trying to get our attention. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, there are a lot of, oh, you know what? I just want to take a quick second because I totally missed doing this before we dive, we dove in. Um, all of you who have come, who've been here before and you've come back to play, thank you as well <laughs> for coming back. I so appreciate you. And whether it's your first time or your hundred and first time in in joining me, please know that you are an amazing part of these conversations. And I thank you so much. <laughs> and as Jen just said, I had to go back in time. Oh, we're gonna have so much fun today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so yes, let's. Let's play with time. And if it's your frenemy, is, can we just let that be okay? Like whatever you've made frenemy mean. <laughs> it's, it's essentially do you have a love-hate relationship with time, right? And so a lot of us love to hate time. I know I have. I, I go through phases where I, I hate time. I hate that we have these ridiculous compartmentalization things that we do, and time is one of those things, right? So <laughs> it is an interesting thing we live with and because it is it's it's every day it's all the time right <laughs> Oh my gosh we might just think we have like had something put in our beverages this morning by the end of this conversation <laughs> Oh my gosh and I laugh a lot so please if it's your first time joining me just know I laugh a lot um so yes, as as Sue is uh, putting into the conversation, something extreme to change perspective on time is with the pandemic, right? Because look what happened a few months ago. Everybody had to go indoors. Everybody had to quarantine, or almost everybody had to quarantine. Those who hadn't been through that already, uh, right around March of 2020, pretty much all around the world, we were having to do that. So then we go we go into the quarantine phase of this interesting adventure we're having around coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, we go indoors, or, you know, relatively speaking, and we're not going to work. We're not going to school. We're not getting to go shopping. No retail therapy, <laughs> you know. Um, we're not getting to uh, go to events, sporting events, concerts, uh, PTA meetings, you know, we're not getting to go out. And so then we have all this time. Or you could say we have all this time, right? And what did we do? What did you What did you do when you had all that time on your hands? <laughs> A lot of people started to go crazy pretty quickly. And I, I it was fascinating to, for me to look at like in my own routine. Now, I didn't have quite the adjustment that some folks had because I am accustomed to being largely working on my own and I do a lot of work from my home to begin with. That's how I had been creating my life. So I didn't have to make quite the same intense or extreme type of adjustment or, or recalibration. Um, I don't know that... <laughs> I don't know that some people adjusted quite yet, but I did not have quite the same intensity of shift that a lot of people did. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to go through quite the same um, sort of shock, right? Um, 
where it got kind of weird for me is I realized, oh, I can't just run out and go to this restaurant and meet someone and have a collaborative, you know, creation meeting. Um, I I can't see this client at a coffee shop, right? <laughs> so it was it was some you could call those relatively small adjustments, but yet for me, relatively speaking, they were some they brought me to some awarenesses that I had for my own stuff. Um, so what did it do? And uh, and I love what Sue's adding. She says many say it has given us time to do new things, <laughs> but for others, yes, it is overwhelming because now everything is happening at one time and the intensity. Oh. Yes, Sue says, I can't go out for sushi. And that's one of the things I was just saying the other day. I can't wait to go out for sushi, like really go out for sushi again. I miss my sushi time. So just a side note there. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that began to happen was the intensity of this kind of confinement for a lot of people, what was really feeling like solitary or, or solitary confinement with <laughs> with our families, which we let's just let's just acknowledge for some of us we love our families and we don't want to spend 24/7 with our families there's a reason that we have jobs that we go to there's a reason that we go out to do things and that is to have some breathing space from different you know from the various members of our family so and i don't make that a wrongness i am very aware that we all have our own energetic rhythms and our own energetic tones and pitches and sometimes some of our family members have tones and rhythms and pitches that are more of in a discord with ours <laughs> than a harmony. And that is a process to work through as well. But with something like the quarantine, with something like a shelter-in-place order and, and this interesting adventure we're having, um, when you have such a – I mean, I don't know that we've had on this planet collectively in the way that we've had in the year 2020 – I don't know that we've had the intensity of um, experiencing this together in the way that we're having it now. Um, there have been massive pandemic diseases. Um, there have been massive um, events that were, you know, regional, that were very expansively regionally, regional, sorry, um, but not quite in the global sense that we're having this year. So I, I'm, I continue to be fascinated by the information that that brings through for, for all of us. And one of the pieces around time was that we, if you just kind of look at it from this perspective, we, were, we then had all of this time to do stuff, and yet, this intensity of being in these spaces together, and for some of us just having to be limited to our space, it made it really challenging to appreciate or play with or even consider doing something different with the time that we had or exploring new possibilities with the time that we had. And that it's one of those endlessly fascinating things um, and paradoxic as what paradoxical kind of things. Um, I, as I was uh, kind of sitting with this week's topic, just kind of playing with the time thing, um, all of these statements started to kind of 
come into my awareness. You know, all these things we say about time. Um, in your own time. Time is on your side. Too much time on your hands. When it's time. What time is it? <laughs> and uh, now is the time. The time is now. Now is all there is. All time is now. Um, then we can talk about bending time and shifting time and uh, jumping timelines and lifetimes and being in divine time or I hear, I've heard some people say Indian time, uh, free time, all the time in the world. Take your time. If time allows, we can have perfect timing. <laughs> and then in the theater you might, uh, you might have heard the expression, it's showtime. Um, so there's this really vast uh, <laughs> kind of way we can experience time and play with time, and yet we can also feel like there is no time. And isn't that an interesting thing? Like there, we are out of time. There's not enough time. So it got me really looking at how we do the time thing and what we do with it. And uh, one of the things, of course, that I, I do with every show is I, I pop over to the online etymology dictionary because <laughs> um, I was really curious. I was like, you know, I know, I'm sure, as many of us probably are aware, there are several uh, different philosophies and, and schools of thought around time and the way people play with time or apply time. And and I, this is not a show about, you know, any of those is right and any of those is wrong. It's like we, we can have our point of view about time, whatever that may be. Um, I find it fascinating uh, the the variety of points of view that we have about time. <laughs> and time is one of those things in business conversations that is talked about quite a bit, quite extensively. And time is one of those things if you are um, – you know, if you have a job, time is something that has to be a kind of in the forefront of your considerations, of your scheduling, uh, of your awareness on a on a fairly consistent basis. So, um, and then if you're like me, I was, you know, I was never really the best candidate for someone to open a shop or open an office. <laughs> my my time, my my organically more expansive time in the day was later in the day. So I was a great closer. I could be there for all hours. I could finish it up, you know, take the time it took, so to speak. And so it was an interesting experience to attempt to fulfill uh, positions of employment uh, that required specific arrival time and <laughs> that was never one of my strong suits. Um, now, being, you know, scheduling appointments, that's entirely different. But when it was an everyday thing, it was incredibly challenging for me. So if you can relate to that, that's one of the ways uh, that we can we can say there's there are these influences of time. Or um, another way we might say that is the influence oh, – how would we say that? <laughs> oh, we could say putting ourselves at the effect of time. I I've definitely done that, and I still do to this day, and it's just a very interesting thing I get to play with. Um, but of course what I did, because what I do with pretty much every show, is I go to the online etymology dictionary, and I look up the word time, in this case, for today's topic, time. Because I'm always fascinated, you know, we talk about 
connecting, lining up with the essence of us, I'm always fascinated about the essence of the words, the energy of the words we use and how we use them. And I've done a number of shows on that. So if you, if it is your first time joining me, you can look in the podcast archives in the, in I like to call it my library, <laughs> and you can find quite a few topics having to do with the energy of words and how we use them. Um, but I looked up time, of course, and it was really kind of cool. I mean, there's a whole lot written on it. And the thing that got my attention was that um, it is a noun, of course, in, in this way we're going to look at it. And it's from the Old English, which the pronunciation was either Tima or Tima. Uh, it's actually referring to limited space of time. Then if you look at the Proto-Germanic uh word, root, rather, um, timon, or timon, and again, pronunciation varies. Um, it has to do with proper time. It's it's kind of a an interesting, hmm, it, it, we're still looking at a unit, like a measurement. Then what I saw was from the Proto-Indo-European root, it's a uh, the letters D-I and then hyphen and then M-O-N. So it's a combination of the timon or taima or you know, those other roots plus the D. So dimon or daimon. Uh, and the D-A actually, that, that root means to divide. Isn't that kind of cool? So we are dividing, in, our, in the case of time, into units, right? So isn't that fascinating? that right there, what we get an indication of and an inclination of is that you're already talking, just by the nature of this word, you're already talking about units, division, separation, putting something into measurable or, a fun word, quantifiable um, application. So isn't that interesting? Does that feel like uh, infiniteness? Mm, not so much. <laughs> Does that feel like a flow or a continuity, you know, an organic flow or continuity? Not so much. So we have this kind of fascinating contrast right there in that little sort of nutshell <laughs> view that we're having. And that really is kind of the... the I would say it's like the micro application or the micro vision version of, of what we're going to play with with this today. So how cool is it that there's so much information here for us when we're willing to just play with these things, look at the words, look at the energy of things, and that's kind of a metaphor for how we can do our lives because everything is energy and energy is information, so everything is information. So I wonder if that might be a key for us to spend some of the effects of time. Hmm. I don't know. Let's let's find out, shall we? <laughs> but first, we're going to take a little break, take a breath, move around, uh, take your time, take a moment of time, and <laughs> do whatever you like to do, and then come back and join us on the other side of this break. We are here on Aligning Divine. I'm Keisha Clark. We're on the Inspired Choices Network on whatever platform all around the virtual world that you are finding us, and we'll be right back. 
Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward to the next segment of today's Aligning Divine. Oh, I'm still Keisha Clark. <laughs> it's been a moment, well, it's been a couple of minutes of time, and today what we are exploring is, is linear time your frenemy? <laughs> so we've made, most of us, we've made frenemies with time, and this thing that we call time, and um, for some of us, that's not really working very well, because of the whole love-hate thing. There's usually a bit of a charge around the hate part, and there's very little of the love part, and what if we don't have to love or hate time? <laughs> and that's part of what the invitation of today's exploration is about. So jumping into the next uh, kind of way we're going to play with this and where it was uh, going before the break, we were looking at the energy of the word, the energy of the root of the word time. And it has to do with dividing or segmenting, or separating. Um, and then time itself is kind of that, uh, it, it's just, it's time. Like, isn't it funny? Because there's no, there's really no way to define time, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool and interesting and fascinating. And um, you're, as we were saying earlier, you're probably familiar with that, uh, you know, you've heard the phrase, all time is now. So there, time has different applications as well. And so there is, you know, in physics, when you're talking about time, you're talking about uh, you're, it's being used in a specific way. And typically that is 
within a formulaic application of some kind so that you can quantify, you can get quantifiable results or information or feedback or data, whatever you want to call that. Um, and that's cool. That's a fun way we can play with time. How brilliant are we that like we could we can do that really? Let's just acknowledge like wow. I mean, look at all of the amazing ways that we can gain insight um, into various and sundry things utilizing time or this thing that we have brought into being that represents time and how we can measure time and how we can apply time. Uh, to to get more information about stuff, <laughs> right? Basically, how cool is that? Um, so then if we look at uh, normal time, natural time, maybe we could call it natural time, uh, the time of the universe, and Sue brought that in with things she shared over the break, the units of time through the ages. So we do have these things that seem to reinforce this notion of time. We have seasons. We have cycles. And we have the day cycles even, and the the sunrise and the sunset, the moonrise and the and the moonset. Um, then we have different ways we can measure time, like the old um, hourglasses with the sand in them. And then there were uh, we've also got the I think probably most people one of the things that comes to mind is a sundial. And um, I had looked something up in a sundial. Oh yeah. Um, the the sundials in ancient Egypt, um, they what they measured was different. So it wasn't actually to measure a whole what we now call a whole day. It was actually from the time of of the daylight because when it was dark, I mean yes, you could say if the moon was casting the shadow, if there was an, enough moonlight to read a shadow, you'd have a time. But they didn't really bother with that. So it was mainly to look at the time during the daylight. So isn't that interesting? Because even within that, you would have fluctuation or variation because different times of the what we call year, <laughs> depending on the positions of the planets and the sun and the moon and the, and the relationships, you were going to see those shadow that shadow move in a different way. Because, as you are probably well aware, we have periods of the what we call our year where daylight is longer, and we have periods where daylight is shorter. So, isn't that cool? Now, does the moon or the sun have to consult their time log? No, not really. <laughs> we create our timelines based on and around so many of these things. And I think it's hilarious, one of the things that is a big, like, oh, you know, it just, I don't know why, and I don't need to, it gets under my skin like crazy, is the fact that we we do this daylight savings time, right? Can you save daylight? <laughs> Hello, people. <laughs> That's just a funny thing to me. What are we saving, really? I mean, can we just own it and say, oh, we're just changing the time because we want it to be. We want it to feel like daylight is longer. It's just, this, nature doesn't go. Oh, you want longer days, honey? Let me do that for you. <laughs> so it's hilarious to me that we do that. Now I get the whole reason that it, it supposedly started. And well, it, I mean, there's actual documentation. It, it began in uh, 
in many cases, I think it was connected to, uh, and I find this very interesting because we talk about the energy of something, it was connected to wartime. So, hmm, slight little tangent for a moment. Let's play with that. So this whole thing about how we shifted our schedule, our time, we actually changed the time on our clocks, right, having to do with wartime, having to do with what some things that needed to happen during wartime. Is it kind of fascinating to anybody that the fact that we continued that, if you look at the energy that it was created in, uh, are you getting that? I can feel some people's universes popping. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not saying that because we kept daylight saving time, more wars happened. Please don't. We don't have to go there. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just interesting to me that wartime is where we started this interesting thing we do with what we call daylight savings time. And we kept that habit and there's this interesting dynamics around daylight savings time. doesn't have to mean anything. If it's not popping for you, you don't have to go there. You don't have to follow me. Okay? But we actually, and yes, there is the, you know, the farmers needed to be able to get out earlier, and there's all those interesting stories, all the backstory. And there was, regardless of, the quote-unquote reasons, it's really interesting, this sort of dynamic. Now, back to me personally, with my thing about daylight savings time, it's just, my body does not appreciate this thing we do with shifting our clock at all. So you might have a body like that, right? You might have experienced some of the challenges, we'll call them, around this game we play with shifting our clocks forward in the spring and turning them back in the fall. And if you don't, awesome. <laughs> and if you do, awesome. And at that point, we would go into question. Okay? So I I merely bring that in to today's conversation uh, because it's part of how the influence or, well, let me let me rephrase that. It's part of how we actually can find ourselves, and in some cases, actually put ourselves at the effect of what we call time. Now, do I know, and let's look at my example with the daylight savings thing, do I know that it doesn't have to be that way? Like, I don't have to have difficulties? Ideally, I can say, yes, I'm aware of that. And then, however, I have, now, over the last probably a couple of decades, I've really worked conscientiously with my body and I've played with different ways to ease into those phases. I still think it's ridiculous. This is my interesting point of view. And do I like to be at the effect of it? Heck no. It's not fun. So I've found things, I've found some things that I can do to support my body uh, because let's face it, the long and short of it is, in the springtime, when we do the spring forward thing, you're getting up an hour earlier if you're setting an alarm clock. That's a difference for your body. That's a different way of functioning. That's a, a different schedule to get onto. Different things are happening. Because nature doesn't speed up her clock <laughs> or slow it down. 
it's it's us. It's our interesting habit of what I call going into pretend time, right? Now, same thing could be said if you're traveling through different time zones, right? And at the same time, in those time zones, there's usually uh, a similar relativity of daylight and darkness to to that timeline. So this is really to just give you an idea of these conversations can go in so many directions. Really what matters is what is important for you and your body. Like what are you experiencing or not experiencing? And what does it, how does your body respond to that experience? Okay, that's really what it comes down to. So for me, with this example of the daylight savings time, initially I had a very difficult time and I'm sure that in part that was due to the fact that I organically tend to be much more active and up in the evening and late night hours. So if I was trying to do the 9 to 5 <laughs> thing and it or my working time like my best um idea and energy time was later at night but now I've essentially lost an hour <laughs> listen to the wording, I'm sleeping less, I'm I'm fatiguing, that does not set me up to wake up all nice and happy and on time, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, getting out of the house and to my perspective job, my respective job rather. So these are all interesting ways that we can be at the effect of time. The interesting thing even further for me is that the whole idea of time is what we've made it. We've given it the structure it has. You know, nature, the earth, the, the universe, <laughs> I've never heard any of them say, you have to be on time. Now, what I have heard is that timing does have importance. But it's a different kind of timing than what we might think. It's not a linear timing, although sometimes it can show up in a linear expression. Yes, we can coordinate our universal watches, if you will. <laughs> so yes, there is this thing about timing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a linear time thing. So, oh my goodness, all these interesting things with time. <laughs> Whew, yes. So, how does that work if it's about timing, but it's not about linear time? Well, that's a great question. And since we're kind of in a spot to take a breath, why don't we go ahead and do that, and we will dive into this timing thing, uh, as in like universal timing, divine timing, collective timing, all that fun stuff, um, without it necessarily being or having to be uh, kept to a linear Uh, type of creation or function. So I'll let you roll that around. (laughs) Spend a little time with that while we're on this next break. We're here on the Inspire Choices Network. I'm Keisha Clark, and you are are playing with me today on Aligning Divine. And we will be back just after these messages. 
Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Oh my goodness, welcome back and forward to to the, it's actually the last segment of today's Aligning Divine. I'm still Keisha Clark, (laughs) even through time. Um, And we are on the Inspired Choices Network and on whatever platform you're finding us all around the virtual world. So thank you for that. Um, And we're playing with linear time as our frenemy. So yeah, what if we don't have to love or hate linear time? What if there is a really valid way and a valid application and valuable way to play with linear time. So how can we use linear time to our advantage without letting it make us go insane or without making it drive us insane? Because <laughs> who really has fun with that? I don't. I don't. So just before the break, we were playing with uh, the whole thing of the timing and things coming together in the timing and it not necessarily being uh, required to have a linear time involvement. So what is that about? Well, there are these kind of cool, what do I call that? Um, mm -mm -mm. I'll give you a little bit of, I'll I'll just, we'll see what word pops. so in a lot of my, well, what I call readings, I do sessions that can be quote-unquote reading sessions, um, and then I also offer coaching, like ongoing work. And really in both, in, in all of it, uh, quite often things come up around the, the way the components of our lives are coming together and the components of our projects that we're working on are coming together. So there is this timing element and it's very seldom about it needs to be done by a hard and fast linear time thing. So yay, how cool is that? And it's one of those ways that I get to see various examples of how we can use linear time and the non-linear time, like the beyond linear time, I like to call it, okay? It's really cool to me because inevitably when we put a request out or when we share our desire out into the universe, the response is always um, giving us something to kind of indicate, okay, 
if we're to put it into uh, units, like measurable units for the sake of, you know, how we play here on this planet Earth playground, typically we will get that kind of information included in what we're playing with, what we're, what we're um, receiving, if you will, in the information. So it can be anything from, oh, then you need to get on the ball and as fast as you can, sometimes comes up. Uh, other times it's more like, okay, it's usually a range because, again, time is really actually quite flexible, quite uh, – it, it can fluctuate in when you take off the linear – like if we suspend the linear piece, time, or really what is our existence, can be so different. It can express in so many different ways. And you've probably had the experience of – uh, sometimes feeling that you you feel like something took forever to get there to show up to happen. Other times you were like, "Whoa, that was like G Force creation, dude!" So <laughs> that's kind of what I'm referring to. It's like when you suspend the linear component, like if you don't have a requirement for linear component or linear time based production, you, there's really no limitation and and kind of it's kind of fun if you look at it if you want to look at it this way the linear piece is a form of limitation now limitation has some value in some applications when you put a certain pressure on things sometimes it can be to to deliberately construct something that can be if you want to experiment with time and creation that can be if you want to, um, if you've really got a, uh, a hard and fast, what we call a hard and fast deadline on something. If you're creating an event and it and you know that by X date, it's got to be ready to go. Then yes, there are ways that you can apply the linearity that can be productive. Okay, but it doesn't all have to come through linear expression. So the process of getting yourself from the starting point to the date of the event doesn't all have to be specifically linear creation. So the timing piece, it can be way beyond and outside the bounds of linear time. It actually doesn't require time in the way that we use that word, okay, typically, it actually doesn't have to require it. I know, isn't that crazy? So what you could begin to play with, if you want to experiment with this, is put a little project on your book. You know, let's say you want to be able to, I don't know, what would be fun for you? And I think that's going to be our first thing. Really, when you're playing with time, if you're playing with something that is not fun for you, well, you probably wouldn't consider it playing in the first place, but if you're playing with something that is not fun for you, that is going to make it increasingly more challenging in the creating of it, okay? The linear time piece will likely trip you up or you will likely get tripped up or trip yourself up with the linear time piece on a, on a regular basis, okay? So that's one of the key pieces. If you're willing to look at both 
what is fun for you and with the things that you know you are responsible to attend to, then the question would be, what would make this more fun for me? What would allow me to enjoy my engaging this, enjoy my working with this, enjoy, like, how can I approach this in a way that is valuable, that can bring something fun for me to do as I'm working on this thing that I'm, you know, quote unquote, responsible for, if that's how you want to look at it. So the fun piece, the joy piece, you can use those interchangeably. Those are key elements to shifting how the effects, how you experience time. Let's put it that way. Because the only person that puts us at the effect of time is us, really. It's our points of view that put us at the effect of time. And if time is, as we say in many cases, an illusion, we're essentially putting ourselves at the effect of an illusion. We're putting ourselves at the effect of something that doesn't exist. How crazy is that, (laughs) right? So if you want to stop that, one of the ways that you can look at using time to your advantage is look at what is fun or joyful for you to participate with, to create, to engage. Those are going to be the ways you can work more generatively. And then if it's something like laundry, you know, those mundane things, same thing. Ask, okay, how can how can I make this more fun for me? If it's putting on super cool music and dancing while you're folding the clothes or the sheets, hey, go for it. If it's putting up a clothesline and putting your sheets on the line because there's just something so awesome about going out into the sunshine and having the fresh smell of nature on your sheets or on your towels <laughs> or on your socks and undies, then do that. It's it, you can start to find ways to play with time but what because what you're actually doing is you're going to play with the things that you're doing the things that you're choosing you're going to be playing with how you're doing those things so it's not like you have to address time head on because really again that would be i don't know maybe an exercise in futility <laughs> but if you're willing to play with okay what would be fun for me and also simultaneously on the things you know you really are required to do or the things that you have agreed to do, um, how can how can I make this fun for me? It doesn't mean that you're going to, you have to do it in a way that it you fall over with a big belly laugh, it, you love it so much. But if you can bring even a percentage point more fun into the process for you, it will change how you engage the timing of what you're doing. And another piece to start looking at is how many things are you time stamping? So we use those time stamps, and it's another example of things that have value to give us information. And the time stamping is does not have to be who we are or say anything about us. So our time of birth, our time of death, the time we left a voice message, the time we paid a bill. Let the time stamping actually start to work for you as well. And anywhere you're making that time stamping significant, I invite you to start looking at, oh, I've locked myself into a time, into a linearity there. And let yourself come out of that. Now, does that have to be difficult? No. (laughs) 
Just notice what you notice. And when you notice it, go, oh, look what I was doing. Wow, that's another way that I'm actually locking myself into linear time and into this lifetime. Mm. Yes. Did I get your attention there? <laughs> and that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> All the ways we lock ourselves into a singular time-space existence. And how much more freedom could we have if we were now willing, if you were now willing to start suspending the linearity of time and allowing the all-timeness to start showing up for you and start being a part of how you can play. Now, if that makes you curious, Yes, you can totally reach out and connect with me. We can have any kind of call you like. There are different ways to play with me. Again, on the website, KeishaClark.live. You can find that link here on this podcast page. And if you just want to explore, you know, what else could there be? Like if my way of doing things does not blow your hair back, you can Google all kinds of things relative to time. And you can find a whole lot of interesting content. And then you can find what works for you. Because that's really what it's all about. We find what works for us. And we find it in our own time and in our own way. And however you want to play with it, my invitation to you is if you want to let linear time be your frenemy and you can play with that love-hate relationship, that is totally your prerogative. And you can let it work for you, really and truly. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. <laughs> I would love to see you back another time. And I would love to see all of you back another time, virtually, energetically, otherwise, see you. Um, so, yes, we are fast approaching our closing of today's conversation. So, again, what could you play with this week that would allow yourself to suspend the linearity of time and let the divine Time, the allness of time be a place that you can play even more. And I wonder what might just start to show up for you. It could be really incredible. So I am waving my pom-poms for you, cheering you on to enjoy this experimentation and this adventure and be lining up with your essence and living every day. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and living it every day.